Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for going to the cross on our behalf. Lord, thank you for taking our sin upon yourself. Lord, and offering yourself as the perfect sacrifice so that we could have life everlasting, redemption of sins. We pray, Lord God, that today you would speak to our hearts. Speak to us of the depth of your love for us, Lord. Show us the hope that is ours in you. May we receive this hope and be drawn to your side. Serve you as our Lord forever. Lord, give me your words to speak to your people and give us hearts to hear, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today on this Good Friday. Now, Good Friday is a difficult, I mean, it's, it's hard to see good in it on the, on the surface, right? I mean, it's, it's a tragedy. It's a day of tragedy, isn't it? A righteous man, convicted for a crime he didn't commit, sent to a kangaroo court, crucified unjustly. I mean, typically we would classify that in terms of tragedy, right? But yet Good Friday is good because Jesus took that unjust day and through his death and resurrection transformed it into a day of life, a day which is truly good. Now in our reading from Hebrews, we have an interesting interpretation of what is going on on Good Friday. And as we stand at the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ on this day, If we had been there, if we had witnessed that event, we would have seen some profound things take place. Uh, There would have been darkness that covered the whole land, right? An unnatural darkness. Then at the death of Jesus, there was an earthquake, and the veil in the temple was torn in two. Now, what is the veil in in the temple? What is this thing? Well, it was a thick curtain that separated the Holy of Holies, like the most special, unique, holy place in the temple, from the rest of the temple. Right? It was a dividing uh, shield that had been placed there by God's command. It was made of fine linen and blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. It was a beautiful thing. On it were embroidered uh, cherubim, which are some of the strangest creatures you ever read about. Right? They have four faces, faces of a cherubim, a human, a lion, an eagle. They have wings. I mean, these would be intense-looking creatures. They were embroidered right onto the face of that curtain. It was 60 feet high, 30 feet wide, and apparently four inches thick, this curtain. Right? That's, a, that's a significant thing, right? This is not just like a, a gauzy kind of division. It was a significant barrier that had been placed in the temple. Because on that other side of that curtain, the high priest and him only could enter this holy place one time a year. And after much preparation. It wasn't a place you kind of just poked into every once in a while to check out how things were going. It was a special, unique, holy place. The place of the presence of God himself. In that place, you were standing face to face with God. 
Now, when it was torn in the account of the crucifixion, how was it torn? Anyone remember? In two and what? 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 Did it start at the top or the bottom? From top to bottom. Is that significant? Or is that just a random thing that the scriptures have included in it? It's significant because who could tear it? So it's 60 feet up there at the top. Who could tear the top? No human, right? I mean, it's not like they rented one of those like extendable height thing. What are those? Like, what are those things called? Like a cherry picker or a scissor pick? Scissor, scissor lift? Yeah, they didn't have one of those in the temple. Yes. You're strong because you're four, but I guarantee you, you could not reach up to the top of that curtain or that veil and tear that in two. No, that came from heaven to earth. That was the action of God himself to tear through that four inch thick curtain from top to bottom. Now, the author of the letter of Hebrews identifies this curtain as not just a curtain, not just a special thing in the temple, like the lampstands or those kind of things. He identifies this curtain as Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ on the cross allowed himself to be torn for us, to be sacrificed, so that the division between God and humankind could be erased. So that through his death, we could come into the presence of God. This curtain was no mere curtain. It signified Jesus Christ himself. We are also told that because of the death of Christ, we can come into the sanctuary, the holy holiest, the very place of God. And that's not because of what you or I have done. It's not because suddenly at the death of Jesus we all got our acts together. It's because of what has been done on our behalf by our Lord and Savior. Because there was a division between God and mankind much more significant than that curtain. Sin was a part of us. We were born into sin and lived in sin and died in sin. It had entered humankind and our race in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve had chosen to do their own thing instead of what God had commanded them to do. And it had been a part of our lives forever. And so God could not allow us into his presence. The holiness of God would not allow us to come before him because in his presence we could not survive. And so he had put up that curtain and that veil to protect us from our own, from the consequences of our own sins, and stumbling before a holy God and being killed. Jesus Christ, God himself in human flesh, came and became that veil for us, the place where the human and the holy meet. And when he died, his blood was poured out, and it cleansed those who would receive it. And because of his death and his atoning sacrifice, those who are in Christ can now enter into the very presence of God without fear, without the consequences of death or judgment. You and I, we have the opportunity to come into the very throne room of God, to enter the holy 
the Holy of Holies. Through this Good Friday event, we are allowed, having been purified by the blood of Christ, through faith, to enter into the very throne room of God. And it is into that throne room that we find ourselves now, standing before the presence of God as we worship him. Today is a good day, because through the death of Jesus Christ, you and I have perfect access to the Father, without fear of judgment, without fear of consequence. We have a hope and a joy and an intimate relationship with God, which cannot be taken from us, because it has been secured in the death of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us come to him now in faith. Lord God, thank you that that curtain, that veil was torn into. Lord, and you have allowed us broken people to come into your holy presence. Lord God, we are not worthy to do this, and so we stand upon the worthiness of your Son. And we pray, Lord God, that you would cleanse us of our sin, that you would wrap us in his righteousness, and that you would encourage us and draw us into your presence. Lord, may we claim boldly this gift and opportunity to worship you face to face. And we pray, Lord God, that as we go through this Good Friday, that you would speak to us your words of hope, your words of reconciliation, and that we would trust your Son, Jesus Christ, who on the cross said, it is finished. Give us words to share this hope of the gospel with a world which is desperately in need of it. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.